0: You're listening to The Influencer Podcast, episode number 88. We're officially in the last month of 2018 and I have to admit, this year was full of big wins and some mistakes too. I love this time of year because we get to look back and reflect on the impact these lessons had on our businesses. This crazy online space is always growing and changing, which is awesome because there are always new opportunities to pivot and grow. I'm super excited to spend some time this month reflecting on all of the amazing episodes that we have shared together over the last first season and year and some of the brilliant strategies that guests have shared on the show. This week I'm sharing the top three best blogging episodes of all time. I chose these episodes based on downloads, popular keywords, and feedback from you. I'm keeping today's episode short so that you can go back and listen to these amazing episodes before next week in their full length, before we dive into the best of social media, which is coming next week. But in this week's episode, I'm taking you behind the scenes to chat about how I first met the guests on these best of episodes. I'll also share a quick recap of each show in case you missed it. some of my favorite parts of the episodes and favorite takeaways. Trust me, you are going to want to write these down. I had so much fun creating this episode because I got to relive some amazing conversations with truly inspiring bloggers who I really do love and respect. Plus, it got me super excited for what's to come in January. I cannot wait to just show you guys the up level of guests, the up level of tactical conversations, and more intentional effort to help you, our incredible community, experience more of the influence that you're cultivating each day. So can't wait to dive into more of this in January. Now, I know you're going to get some great takeaways to help grow your blog moving into the new year. So without further ado, let's get started. I just want to give a quick shout out to each and every one of you who listen in each week. This past year has been truly incredible. We have seen such a season of growth and empowerment and lessons and redirections. And it's just been so amazing to walk alongside each and every one of you throughout your journey and your growth. I am really excited to announce that we are going to be doing a season two starting in January of 2019. So if you've been listening to the Influencer Podcast for a while now, you know that we've been around for the last 18 months or so. And this has kind of been a season one, right? It's been our initial season of learning and strategy and kind of figuring out things together so when 2019 starts i've been having this idea of what do I want to bring to the influencer podcast and to each and every one of you as the listeners and the word experience kept coming up. And so get ready for a new season of more intentional experience with our conversations, with the teachings, and with really how I'm going to be walking you through this ever changing world of influence. Now, don't get worried. We're still having our strategy sessions. We're still going to have educational tips and tricks and all of that good stuff, but we're going to be leveling up and I'm really excited for that. So I just wanted to thank each and every one of you for coming on each week. And I'm really excited to show you what 2019 has in store. Now, of course, I love to hear from each of you who listen in each week, so make sure to subscribe to The Influencer Podcast, either on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you're tuning in from, so I can highlight your review in an upcoming episode. And then, of course, I love to see you on social as well. So screenshot this episode on your phone, tag me at Joel Solomon and hashtag The Influencer Podcast, and let me know a couple of things that you really loved about today's show so I can make sure to chat along with you in that, dive into some more things, and see what you have to say, and share those on my screenshot. First up, episode 35, award-winning blogger and YouTube sensation Sazan Hendricks on turning vulnerability into a global brand. In this episode, Sazan gives us a peek into her life as one of the most recognized bloggers and YouTubers in the business. I love Sazan. We have gotten to really know each other both living in LA over the last few years. She is definitely someone that I look to for advice on business and just to be a great person and a great human on the inside and out, just to be there. She Truly a wonderful, wonderful person. And she really shares a lot. She shares her real life struggles. She shares how she has failed and learned and reworked things to really grow this amazing business that she has. So take a listen.
1: When I started out, I mean, obviously the space looked totally different than it does today. Instagram, for example, looked totally different than it did today. It was a whole different instead of the algorithm now it was everything was chronological so it was in, you could post in real time and everyone would see it at once and now a lot of things have changed on various platforms including the blogging platform itself you know i've had to be more creative with ways to get people to come to my site and to engage with my content i think for me early on the catalyst was when i started to see that i had a small audience that was coming back to my blog to see what I was up to. It wasn't a huge audience. You know, I didn't have a massive following, but I knew that I had a good chunk of people and I just always I always tried to tell myself, look, you might have just 200 followers and you're trying to push content and you're trying to get those 200 people to go to your site or to go to your channel whatever. And I always pictured what does 200 people in a room look like? And to me, I envisioned that. And I was like 200 people, that is quite a full room, you know, and I need to connect with each and every single one of those people and see, and that's kind of how I was organically growing that. So the catalyst for me was even when I had a small following, I would always, try to connect with them on a personal level. So even though I was talking about fashion and beauty, they wanted to get to know the voice behind these blogs. They wanted to get to know the person behind this whole website. So when I started to connect with more and more people, and they started commenting and telling their friends about my blog, and I started to see small growth, I realized I want something more than just a blog. I feel like For me, I have this face-to-face ability to connect with people through conversations, through making them laugh, through just being present on camera. And I knew that I had the ability to do that because I knew how to film. I knew how to edit. So for me, the catalyst was when I launched my YouTube channel, probably a year after I kind of rebranded the blog. And once I launched my YouTube channel, that was a whole new space that I just was, didn't even, I didn't even know about, I mean, there was just a whole new audience on that space, you know, and, and I was able to build an even more loyal following with the small amount of followers I had, but they were richly engaged and they felt like I was their friend. And I just really took that sort of that whole method of just connecting with people and being relatable. And even to this day, that is kind of, that's kind of the backbone of my both of my businesses. Now, like that's kind of what I feel like makes me stand out from some of the other influencers is after a while, I just quit pretending to live the lavish lifestyle and pretty perfect photos and beautiful content that was highly curated. And for me, it was about let me tell you about some of the struggles I'm going through, you know, whether it was family stuff, whether it was relationship stuff. And then obviously things going on in my beauty routine, talking about acne, talking about, you know, and just being more open and real. And that was really, really, really a catalyst for me. And, um, obviously challenges came from opening up to, you know, when you are more personal and you open up your world to people, People are going to have more opinions and they're going to feel more entitled to say certain things. But for me, I wasn't really worried about that because I knew that that's kind of how the internet is. And you have to be somewhat mentally prepared when you're walking into it, that you're not going to have everybody loving you. Not everyone's going to leave you a sweet comment, but at the end of the day, it's all engagement. So I knew that I was at least starting a conversation. So that was really, really exciting. And I think... Another challenge I had was for so long, I was just a one man band and I was quickly realizing that when you have big dreams, it requires big work. And I knew that I needed like at least another me to help out. And that's around the time when Stevie, my husband now, who I was dating at the time, he came on to help me with the photography side because he also majored in radio TV film. And that's where we (laughs) met in college. And so that really was a huge challenge was like, how can I continue to create videos now and blog content, but have zero help. And I felt discouraged and I felt like maybe I need to choose between the two or, or maybe you can't do more than one, but I learned you can totally do more than one, but you just have to find the right help. And so I was very fortunate that my Instagram hubby came a little early. (laughs) So that was nice.
0: Go to kajabi.com slash influencer and join the creators and entrepreneurs who have made over $7 billion. Well, you touched on so many great points just now, and a lot of them that I wanted to talk to you about. The first one, um, because you talked, and obviously the landscape now is so different. You brought up the algorithm. So if you were a blogger or influencer who was starting out today, what is one thing that you would do? how would you do it and where would you do it meaning the platform
1: if i was starting out today i wouldn't i wouldn't worry so much about trying to have it all figured out. You know, I think when you're about to launch a business or this amazing idea that you know is going to consume a lot of your time, you want to like almost reassure yourself that like, okay, this is my business plan. This is what I'm going to be focusing on for the next six months. But the thing with this digital space is it is so constantly changing and the landscape of it and just everything. So I wish somebody told me then that you really have to obviously stay, stay consistent and be on top of it. But Don't feel like you have to be on every single platform because everybody else is. I mean, I wasn't on Pinterest for the longest time, and then I realized, oh, I should probably be on Pinterest because I'm noticing it's driving a lot of traffic to my blog, and that's when I made the decision to actually get on Pinterest. I think for people listening, if you're somebody that wants to just kind of date the space a little bit and even see if that's something you want to do. I think you can just start out with an Instagram page and see what you can create and and see how you can build an audience on there. And then, then you can, when time allows, and maybe you have more money to invest in a website then you're able to share, Hey guys, I'm launching a site, or I just decided to now launch my YouTube channel, but I don't think you have to do it all at once. The biggest thing is just figuring out how to stay ahead of the curve. Because like you said, this industry is still so new and it's constantly, constantly changing. So whatever platform that is for you do it and focus on that platform and just make it the best that you can. And starting out, that's kind of That's what I wish somebody would have told me, you know,
0: (laughs) I agree because I think that especially back then uh, dating ourselves so that, you know, three years ago, um, they did tell you that you had to be everywhere. And I think that part of it can be an important, uh, lesson because as an influencer, as a blogger, you do kind of have to test out the different platforms to see which one you you kind of connect with because you have to be able to connect with it because the only way you're going to be consistent on there is if you connect with them. So connect with it. So mm-hmm. and the only way you're going to be able to provide the valuable content to your audience is by being consistent and showing up. Um, I know, That's you know, true. I tried to do YouTube, for example, and I, I just couldn't connect with it. Whereas I do a podcast and I totally connect with it. I know yeah. some people who... They don't want to do a Facebook live or an Instagram live, but man, they love, you know, the YouTube or vice versa. So I think that it is like maybe testing it out a little bit, but as you said, like also kind of giving yourself the grace to know, like, I don't have to be everywhere all the time. Um, you know, once I kind of figure out which, which, which platform I'm really connecting to, and I can really connect to my audience with, I'll just focus on those two or those three or what have you. Um, yeah. And I love what you brought out, um, what you brought up about you know, even you are now having to think of really unique and creative ways to show up. I would love if you could share some specifics as what that looks like to you, what has kind of changed or what do you do differently today that you maybe didn't have to do a year ago in order to continue to grow and continue to show up and be seen?
1: Oh my gosh. I I feel like I have something to say for every platform on that question, because I mean even a year ago I, I you, we look back at blogger content just on how we would push traffic from social media to our blogs and we would it would be as simple as like hey guys there's a new outfit post on my blog check it out but what I noticed on my personal blog was any anytime I was posting the outfits on my Instagram or my Facebook and saying like hey there's a new post on my blog that wouldn't engage them to go to the blog and to check it out because guess what? They already see the image. A lot of the times I would, you know, I've tagged the brands or people are going to ask in the comments and other people may answer for them. And so for me, I had to get creative with how I was just driving traffic to my blog. Um, I think the biggest, biggest thing for me that hasn't changed as all of these platforms and algorithms are constantly changing. I think, the one thing that hasn't changed for me is just knowing what my brand is. And for me, since I figured it out when I had that kind of catalyst moment, my brand is my personality. So mm. with that, I feel like I can do so much on various platforms, whether it's a live video, whether it's fun, Stevie and Cezanne content, whether it's travel vlogs, it's this, it's that. And I think a lot of the times... I- when these platforms are changing and we look back and we're like a year ago, wait, I was doing more food and recipes and maybe now I should do fashion because that's what people probably want to see. Then you kind of, well, you get so distracted and then you start to notice, well, maybe my engagement now is not so good or maybe it's the opposite. Maybe it's like, whoa, now I really feel like I know my brand. It's style, it's beauty, whatever. And so, you know, I feel like Julie, for you too, like that's kind of something that you, went through when you were in PR. And then now you're doing this amazing podcast and really diving into the industry and it worked so well for you. But I think for me on it, like last year, you can ask my husband, I had a midlife crisis. I said, Stevie, maybe people don't want to see tutorials anymore. Should I start being more wifey and doing like home posts and doing recipes when I feel like I'll probably burn down the kitchen and, but I should probably do it. Right. And he was just like, Look, we've got to really hone in on our brand. And our brand is your personality. And you can't lose sight of that. And so for me, I've just been more creative with how I drive traffic to my blog. So instead of saying, Hey, new outfit post on the blog, I'm going to make it more personal, put in some personality. I'm going to say, Hey, there's a new outfit post on my blog and guess what happened to me last weekend? Let me tell you all about it. And that's what my audience connects with is personal posts. And, and I've learned that little things like that can make a huge difference across all of the platforms.
0: I think that that is a great
1: growth hacking
0: tip (laughs) that you just shared (laughs) for sure. Um, I want to talk about planning a little bit because I know that you are a planner and I know that you're more of a traditional planner, um, which people are like, okay, what does that mean? So, I know that you have told me previously that when it comes to planning, that you really figure out what, what's working well for your feed, and then you kind of plan that accordingly based on, you know, your when engagement's going to be the highest, when people are going to be most tuned in, that sort of thing. So walk me through what that looks like. For you, and do you have like a set day a week that you plan out content? Do you use any kind of tools to plan out your content, whether it's a planally or just like a good old desk planner? Um, how do you how do you navigate that that planning with your content?
1: So I haven't always been super organized and strategic with my content, but what I've noticed is the more strategic you are in this saturated market today, the better. And it just works so well for you so that you can still have a normal life and a normal schedule.
0: I loved it when she said, when you have big dreams, it requires big work. And there's more where that came from. So head on over to Julieselman.net forward slash 35 to listen to the rest of this episode. Coming up next, we have the amazing Kathleen Barnes from episode 68. Kathleen is another girl from the South who moved to Southern California, just like myself. And I've been following Kathleen for years before she came on the show. So not only do I love her as a brand, but she's a really hilarious person. Check it out. When you think about that, because I know I was talking about brands, um, I want to talk about affiliates for a minute because when you kind of think back with that too, um, I know that you work with affiliates. And I, what I love about how I see you work with affiliates online is that you really, it, it seems to me like you really use it more as like a supplement and not being your entire brand but I wasn't pitching myself. I was busy working and just like happy to have a fun place to write my thoughts or rehash last night's real housewife episode. So I think I I wasn't really taking that initiative that I think is, you know, when you're first starting out, you have to be the hustler who, you know, pitches yourself. And it's like, you know what, if I, if I heard nothing, I've, I've lost nothing but time. It's like not a big deal, you know? I loved this episode for so many reasons, especially how Kathleen really lays out how to transition from going into full-time blogging from kind of when you're in that side hustle. So if you want to hear more, you can find that episode at juliesolomon.net forward slash 68. Now for our final episode review today, we're going back, not too far back, just a couple of months ago to episode 76 with the bucket list bombshells. I met Cassie and Shay over the last year in a mastermind group that we are a part of. And over the course of this year, I have not only grown to love them as human beings, but have learned so much from them on business growth and really being able to be there for one another and watch each other grow has been pretty incredible. What I love about this episode is how Cassie and Shay laser focus on the building of an actual business. So not just about kind of the fluffy stuff that we may hear sometimes. They really approach their blog as a marketing tool and they walk you through just that. Take a listen. Do you want to figure out where are people online hiring what you do? So let's say you're a virtual assistant and you want to work with, you know, you can keep it broad in the beginning. Say, let's say creative entrepreneurs. So our biggest tip is using Facebook groups. So most. So if you're ready to work literally from anywhere, whether that is from your home office or the beaches of Bali, you definitely need to listen to the rest of this episode. You can head on over to solomon.net forward slash 76 to check it out. Now, I know life is super busy, so if you missed any of these episodes that I discussed today, I'm going to make it really easy for you to go to one place to grab all the links. Head on over to juliesolomon.net forward slash 88 to get all of them. I know all three of these episodes will give you a ton of insight into the business of blogging, and it's great to kind of recap all of these during the holidays when you're probably not so crazy. So I want you to head on over to juliesolomon.net forward slash 88. To take action now. And if you love this week's episodes, make sure to tune in next week for the top four social media episodes that I have loved on the podcast. I'll see you then. Wanting even more influencer podcast goodness and to connect with like-minded influencers, join our Facebook community for daily tips on how to up-level your business and chat with myself and other listeners. All you got to do is visit facebook.com forward slash groups,